Happy New Year, folks, and welcome back to the Unknown Friends podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle Ferguson of Kitty Wham Productions, and I am here today with one more bonus episode before the launch of Season 2, which is right around the corner. And from then on, we'll be back to our normal weekly schedule with an episode coming out first thing every Wednesday morning. I am super excited to start season two. I I have enjoyed the break over the holidays, and now I am all refueled and re-motivated for a new season of book reviews. But before I start actually reviewing books again, I wanted to share a few thoughts that have been rolling around in my head about ways to improve one's reading habits, uh, strategies for finding time to read more. So the inspiration for this came about a week ago when I was talking with one of my aunts. We had gone shopping at what I regard as the ideal shopping place, which is a half-price used books store. It was super fun. We just browsed in this bookstore for an hour or something, and that was our whole shopping trip, and it was like the best thing ever. And I bought three books I'd been wanting, cheap and in good condition. I got a copy of uh, Chaim Potok's The Chosen, which I reviewed back in September, I think, but I had listened to it as an audiobook, and I wanted a hard copy. And then I also found novels by Kate DiCamillo and Madeline Langle that I wanted. So it was a great shopping trip. I came home with books, so what could be better than that? But the point is, my aunt and I were talking about books and how to find time, how to make time for reading more. And so it got me thinking along this line. Now, There are many people out there who read a lot more than I do. I do not pretend to be any kind of expert on this, but I did have an experience a couple years ago where I realized that my reading habits were pretty poor at the time. And so using advice from others, I gradually started to learn how to be more consistent with making time for reading. And my uh, reading life, so to speak, uh, now looks vastly different than it did two or three years ago. So while I don't get through nearly as many books in a year as some readers do, I do read a lot more than I used to. And so when my aunt was interested in hearing my thoughts on this, it occurred to me that you all might be interested as well to hear a few of the strategies that have helped me build better reading habits. So, strategies for reading more in 2021. I've got six strategies that have really helped transform my reading habits over the last couple of years, and so I hope they'll be helpful to you as well. That said, I am well aware that people with different personality types, uh, different ages, in different seasons of life, with different schedules, will find different types of strategies useful. So, Take these with a grain of salt if you don't think some of them will work for you. All I want to do is share what has worked for me. So the first strategy I have to share with you, I'm simply calling diversify. So it's tempting for me to read only my favorite kind of books, uh, i.e. 19th century British lit. But I have found it surprisingly interesting and enjoyable to branch out into genres I didn't previously think I would like. And what's more, 
I think I actually get through more books more quickly by diversifying my book list. Now, this strategy will vary based on your personal preference, but for myself, I like to have a couple different books going at once. So I'm usually in the middle of reading three or four different titles at any given time. If you walked into my house, you'd usually find at least two books on my nightstand with bookmarks somewhere in the middle. And I would likely be halfway through at least one, if not two, audiobooks. For me, this works because I appreciate some variety. I keep from getting too bored with one book by alternating between a couple different books from day to day. But you may be different. It may work better for you to just focus on one title at a time to get through each one more quickly and also to avoid, you know, getting overwhelmed or confused by so many books at once. Either way, I do recommend figuring out which type you are and sticking to it, a single book at a time or several. And I think as long as you pick your approach and stick to it, neither one is going to be better than the other. My way, hopping between three or four books at a time, does keep me from getting through any of them as fast as I could if I focused on one at a time. But the advantage is that it gives me variety, especially when I proactively choose uh, books that contrast with each other, like one work of fiction and one work of nonfiction, or a long, heavy novel and a short, lighter one. Uh, I read several chapters of the heavy book and get a little burnt out, but instead of just stopping reading anything for a while, I can take a break by reading the lighter book for a time. And you can still employ this strategy of uh, variety, diversity, even if you take one book at a time. Just as soon as you finish reading a book that is easy for you, choose a book that's a little harder to stretch yourself. And then once you finish that one, take a little break by picking up another another easy book. The point is, if you want to stretch yourself and read more, incorporate variety into your book list uh, to help prevent you from burning out. So strategy number two, which I'm just calling listen, audiobooks. I know not everyone is into audiobooks, um, but all I'm doing is sharing what works for me. Audiobooks make up the vast majority of my reading. Uh, for me, it's just so much easier to fit reading into my schedule when I can do something with my hands while listening to a book. Uh, so I would not get through nearly the number of books I do without the convenience and efficiency of being able to listen to audiobooks. Here's the thing. There is an astonishing amount of uh, dead air in our day-to-day -day lives, time when we are doing stuff that needs to be done, but doesn't necessarily require our full mental attention. Um, I don't know how you fill that time, but I think the most common ways for me would be either just... Uh, kind of vaguely thinking about stuff while I, you know, fix myself lunch or whatever, or perhaps listening to something, music, uh, radio, podcasts, what have you. Uh, and yes, these things are worth doing. I'm, I'm not saying that every quiet moment should be filled by the sound of an audiobook. Sometimes we need silence. Sometimes we need music or whatever. But my point is there is a lot of time each day when our hands are busy and our mind isn't necessarily. And I do think we need to redeem that time in some way. 
for me, because of my my personality and my season of life, it has almost become instinctive to turn on an audiobook in those moments. So I, you know, I brush my teeth and do my hair in the morning. I'm listening to an audiobook. I drive to work. I have my audiobook playing. I'm baking, cleaning, doing laundry, uh, mowing. Always my audiobook is going. Not quite always, but a lot of the time. You get the point. So no, you don't have to be nearly as um, obsessive as I am about audiobooks. After all, I'm the one who has to review a new book every week. But all I'm saying is this uh, dead air time adds up really fast. And it's something I do think we should be conscious of so that we can redeem the time in some way. Take just just a last quick example. Take uh, my drive to work as a case in point. It takes me literally five minutes to drive from my house to my office. Five minutes, that's nothing, right? But do you know that that adds up to two hours a week I spend in my car just between my home and my office? Suddenly those five-minute cracks of time uh, solidify into something I do not want to waste. So thirdly, equip i.e. equip yourself with a book. <laughs> so speaking of not wasting time, this this is one strategy I have used, but I want to use even better in 2021. If you want to read more, always bring a book with you. Wherever you are, wherever you're going, be equipped with something you can read. Now, I do this with audiobooks because I pretty much always have my phone with me, but there are some places where uh, at least if you don't have headphones, it's not really appropriate to blare an audiobook, um, you know, at, at work, on your coffee break, um, in the waiting room, at a doctor's office, uh, in a cafe, eating your lunch back in the good old days, and we could do that. These are the, the moments when if you are equipped with an old-fashioned printed book or a Kindle or something, you can make use of those spare minutes by reading a page or two. Because the truth is, these are the chinks of time when, uh, if you're like me, the instinct is just to look at your phone, to occupy the time. And yes, there are times to look at your phone, but we all know those things are time suckers and often not in a very productive way. So if you are trying to develop better reading habits Make sure you're always prepared for those moments when you're out and about somewhere and you have a few minutes to fill. If you always bring a book along, you'll be equipped. Okay, strategy number four, which I'm calling quit. Now, this may be a counterintuitive strategy, but it is a helpful one. If you have started a book and you hate it, don't finish it. Just stop reading and forget about it. Yes, occasionally a book starts out pretty poorly and then gets better by the end. And yes, some books are worth reading even though they don't um, appeal to your natural inclinations. So yes, take those truths into consideration. I'm not advising you to stop reading just because a book is hard. Not at all. What I'm saying is if your only reason for wanting to finish a book is the fact that you've started it, just quit. Quit reading it. It's not worth it. You may feel like you'll have wasted your time reading the first 50 pages if you quit on page 51, but that's not true. What would be a waste of time is reading all the way to the end of a bad book. 
It is an actual logical fallacy to feel like you have to finish a book just because you started it, because you think otherwise you'd have wasted that time at the beginning. Not true. Cut your losses. There, there are too many wonderful books in the world for you to waste your time slogging through a book you hate. Uh, so move on and be happy. <laughs> You'll get through more books if you quit the bad ones. Alrighty, number five, track. Okay, this has two parts. First of all, this may sound OCD, and it probably is, but I actually keep a record of exactly how much time I spend reading each day. So yes, we are talking to the minute. I keep a calendar on which I write at the end of every day the sum amount of time I spent uh, reading and listening to audiobooks throughout the day. Uh, and then I like to add up my minutes and hours at the end of every month, and it helps me recognize when I've hit kind of a reading slump or when I'm, you know, reading like a house on fire. That, that simile didn't work. Makes me think of Fahrenheit 451. Um, anyway, what I'm trying to say, this strategy is about uh, monitoring and motivation. And admittedly, it's, it's not for everyone. It's maybe a little over the top, but I can tell you it has really helped me. So seeing a daily record of how much time I'm actually investing in reading helps me so much to be intentional about making time for reading each day. And it motivates me to, uh, you know, one-up myself, set personal records by reading, you know, more hours this month than last month, or more hours in January 2021 than I did in January 2020. Maybe it's just my personality type, but that is something that really motivates me. And incidentally, I also keep track of how much time I spend watching films or TV shows, and the comparison between the two numbers is also enlightening and a, a continual incentive to read more. But I said the strategy of tracking what you read has two parts, and the second part is, quite simply, keep a list of the books you've read. It's so fun to see that list grow. Um, I keep a yearly list, and so even though I, I try not to make adamant goals about the number of books I intend to read in a year, uh, it's still motivating to hit uh, mile markers. Like, wow, I've hit, you know, 10 books so far this year. Let's see how soon I can reach 20 or, or whatever. And just practically speaking, it helps you remember and retain what you've read better. Uh, especially if you put in the extra effort to write a sentence or two about what you thought of the book or, you know, you give it a, a star rating or something. Ultimately, however you want to keep track of your reading, I just find it encouraging to keep some kind of record. So lastly, strategy number six is share. Talk about the books you read. Recommend the best ones that you've read to your friends and get their reading suggestions. Find out what books you've read in common with your friends and then engage in discussion with them. Get their thoughts on the book's characters and themes. I mean, literature is known as the great conversation, right? So converse. A good book only reaches half its potential if you enjoy it alone. A huge part of the purpose of reading is to nourish conversation and friendship, the, the mutual sharing of thoughts and experiences, the learning together of what authors have shared with us. Reading brings us unknown friends, right? 
that truth alone should be enough to motivate us to read more. So use what you're reading as a way to connect with others. And I guarantee you will discover more about what you read and about the person you're talking to in the process. I I guess I could also call this strategy start a book review podcast. Uh, at least I, I can say from personal experience, the more you talk about good books, the more you'll want to read good books. And there's, you know, there's not only joy in sharing and discussing literature with your friends, but there's also a kind of accountability in it. So that's my last strategy recommendation. If you want to start reading more, begin by asking your friends for their book suggestions, and then go read, and then go back to your friends and exchange thoughts about what you both read. Uh, your, Your love of reading and I think your love of your friends will grow in the process. So that is all I have for you in this bonus episode. I hope these six little strategies gave you a few ideas for your reading in 2021. All just things that have helped me read more. So you can diversify your reading list by alternating between hard books and easy books. You can take advantage of the convenience of audiobooks and listen whenever you're working with your hands. Always be equipped with a book wherever you go so that you can fill spare minutes by reading a few pages. Feel free to quit reading books you're not getting anything out of so that you have more time to read good books. Track the books you read and if you want even the time you spend reading in order to stay motivated. And lastly, share what you've read with others to tap into the joy of the great conversation. And you could even join a book club or something of that nature to keep accountable with your reading habits. And of course, through all this, I am not saying that I think everyone should read more. I'm saying if you are wanting to read more, perhaps some of these strategies that have helped me improve my reading habits might be useful for you too. So thanks so much for listening today. I hope it was helpful and don't forget to subscribe to the Unknown Friends podcast and leave a review. Remember that season two is right around the corner. I'm so pumped to share with you guys the first episode of the season where I will be discussing Helene Hanf's book, 84 Charing Cross Road, which is basically the perfect book to launch the season with since it truly embodies the motto of this podcast, reading brings us unknown friends. So stay tuned and I hope you listen to season two, episode one coming very soon. And in the meantime, happy new year. Again, I'm Rochelle Ferguson of Kitty Wayne Productions. And if you want to learn more about me and my writing, just head to my website, kittywamproductions.com, linked in the episode description below. 